what is good to find dolls to find stories so you're gonna see by the title um just wanted to share something that came to my mind because as i've mentioned before um i think that there are so many spinoffs of the word divest and one of the things i was trying to drive home was you know basically you need to change your perspective or, or, you know, if you're in the same pattern, the next person that's coming in has to be different. But um, I also mentioned that to me, and, and I still have deep-seated sentiments about this. Um, I think as a woman that has been, you know, programmed to just stay true to the quote-unquote culture to my old de- detriment to a certain degree, and I've done a podcast on that, um... There, there is, there's dusty dance out there. Um, and the, the best way I can describe this is understand that, you know, there's white supremacy, right? So you have the originators of white supremacy who, you know, already subjugate black people or melanated people and their views um, about black people are, you know, that we're not as intellectual or not as smart or ghetto or not as classy or intelligent or ambitious and that type of thing. So, um, I won't necessarily do a podcast on this, but it's gotten to the point where some black men have become the new white supremacist, right? Um, they're just as colorist. Um, they are just as, um, capable of, of bashing black women as you, you would hear from, from, a you know, from people who are like the Karens and the, the rednecks or that type of thing, like Confederate flag words or whatever. But, um, so the best way that I can say my definition of divestment is divesting from, white supremacy and divesting from dust. I mean they're they're both kind of one and the same thing. Um and so when you look at it in that model, um I've been talking a little bit about you get to the point where you start to see people I think that we move as a collective, you know, we, we have certain things that are ingrained in us as a culture throughout different cultures. Um I think that even men move differently than women, I'm starting to notice even more so where there's more disconnects that, um, you know, uh, when it comes to quote unquote dating or courting, but, um, when I say divest, it's moving away from the model of staying with within a culture where, and and because I'm a woman, I'm going to give my perspective on this, right? So it's moving away from a culture where um, men, and and it really can be a blanket statement, whether it's, you know, Asian people, Hispanic people, um, white people, um, you have people like Myron, or um, the photo guy, what's his name? Gaines. Um... Right, so every culture has its race and biases towards black people. It's it's a sense, in a sense, um, 
And, and you know, this is so funny because I'm, I'm so um, going off the limb here, but I like to call it white inferiority system or whatever, but that's a whole other topic. And so I think part of being on the divine journey is you get to the point where you start to just take people at an individual level. You know, like I've said, I've, I've met, you know, nice white people. I've met nice Asian people. I've met nice European people. I've met nice, um, although there's some races, like I'm not going to lie, like Asians are not the nicest. I think out of everything I've encountered, I was actually assaulted by an Asian woman at my our real estate broker's office. That's the first time at my whole grown age that anybody ever put their hands and feet on me. Um, but I don't, I, if I'm being honest, I don't think that they're um, very friendly people as a whole. Um, but I, I do have my one Asian gay friend, you know, that was my work husband. Um... um um, someone who kind of is familiar with the Latino culture, like Central American culture, they can be just as racist and colorist as well. Um, and so to me, when I say divest, it's moving away from really, truly white, super, uh, white inferior beliefs because, you know, that system says that black people are not, they don't have value and um, there's the treatment that the behaviors that come with it. So, and, and like I said, you know, unfortunately, a lot of black men, and I understand there's outliers. I understand there's that one or two percent of you, you know, that um, have what you'd call black pride or you're proud of your skin. I am still someone who's very proud of the skin I'm in um, and um, love being melanated. I wouldn't have it any other way. So let me just kind of wrap this up. Part of the reason what prompted this too, and I think I really wanted to double down and address this, is um, just because of the way my algorithms are, um, somehow I don't even know how they came up. But but obviously it has to do with my algorithms on YouTube. And um, there was something titled like, Why Black Women Are Divesting or something. And it was these two white morons. And you could tell they were so immature. Um, you could tell that they had dirt under their nails type of thing. Um, I live about maybe 20 miles from the one of the most racist cities in the country, in the United States. And it stinks to the high res, to the high heavens. When you talk about dust, um, that place is nothing but dust. It's to the point where I remember we would be running the mile um, on Fridays when I was in high school and you could smell like the stench from their city, like because of the wind flow and the air quality. Um, but when you drive through that city, I stopped driving through there after the, um, the protest with, uh, George Floyd, they actually, it came out on the news. Um, and it's really funny you guys, because when I talk about redneck, redneck, like, they had stains on their shirt. Their guts was all out of their stomach and food all in their beard, missing teeth. Like, you and <laughs> one time I was talking to my friend and he was like, I was like, um, he's like, yeah, no wonder that city smells. Because I'm not even playing you guys. Like, it's just dust. Like, at least Shy Rock or, or you know, Blackistan, 
we have ghettos and like concrete, you know, concrete jungle. But when you talk about dust dust, like it's just dirt. And so uh, we made the joke about something along the lines of um, the smell is not from the animals. It's not from the cows and the horses. It's from the people. So so I'm not even playing you when I say that I'm I I know what they sound like and I know their mindset and their their thought their thoughts and the pathology. Um I think at some point every black person has encountered white superiority uh inferiority, you know, or racism and so they were talking and and it was funny when I tell you, you know, I'm if I get a chance cuz I'm recording from my phone right now. Um, but, but I am vacation mode and I'm, I'm house sitting and that, that's kind of a little bit of a, uh, task to take on with everything else I'm doing, but I, I would probably try to link if you type in, um, why black women are divesting. I think it's something like undread, something like that. And it's these three white guys. And so they were talking about how, um, there was this woman that she, it was a black woman and she had the Confederate flag on her, like for her face mask. And, um, so she was just talking trash on black people. And one of the white guys was like, nice, nice, nice. And so then one of the white guys was like, um, he was like, well, I don't know. Uh, we don't want black women in our culture because, and, and because of the same things that, you know, when I talk about black men being the new white supremacists, I'm not the originator of that phrase. You know, it just becomes part of the language or or what we're starting to understand. But, um, you know, it's like, well, they're just going to come to our culture and be uncivilized and they're going to bring their terrible credit score and they're going to bring their bad behavior and it's going to rub off on our women. And we just don't want, you know, them to be like that. And one of the things I have to, to agree with them on this and this is one of my concerns too, because when I tell you this, I have enough dignity in me to never to not do that. I think I was more of my, more of a, if anything, a black male worshiper before I will ever become a um white male worshiper. Um, they were like, yeah. Do you notice the difference when they're around Tyrone? They're just like really ratchet and ghetto, and then when they come around us, um. <clears throat> They're like, hi, Brad. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you only wish. Now, that is me. I think I'm a little bit. There's, there's, I, you know, again, some outliers too. But I, I'm not coming out of a black male worship. It's one thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to. The odds of me becoming a, a white inferiorist worshiper is very, like, on the slim end. I think that. When I talk about energy, it would be one of those things. One of the other things I kind of wanted to talk about that has been on the back in the back of my mind was, you know, if I'm going to open up my options to that, I really wouldn't want somebody who's going to say like, oh, I like black girls or I only date black girls just because to me, it's kind of like I don't like the fetish fetishization of it. Um I would prefer, you know, that it would be that, hey, you know, we like the same things. We like the same foods. We like to travel. We both have the same values in terms of generational wealth and being entrepreneurial and in terms of trading and health, you know, um, and and a little bit of, you know, bit of spirituality in there. 
And and so then it would be one of those things where it's like, okay, frequency-wise, we're both at 528 hertz. We both feel each other. We are comfortable with each other. We understand each other. I wouldn't want it to be one of those things where it's kind of like, oh, you know, I'm going to talk to you because I like, like, I just, and that's so weird to me. I don't know how black guys do this. Um, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with somebody just saying that, you know, they would sleep with me because of the color of my skin. Like, but, but it's so weird, right? Because let's talk about it. When you talk about black male worship, That's really how we've been programmed. I mean, I've kind of shared up just a little bit about how really one of the first guys that I had a crush on in first grade was um, a white guy, blonde hair, blue eyes. But that's what I grew up with. Right. My first friend was actually a a Hispanic boy and then um, went on to be a, a white girl. But I want to say by the time I was second or third grade, and I remember reflecting on this as an adult, but as a child, I didn't really quite understand everything. But there was a little bit of conditioning of like, well, you're not supposed to like the white boy. You're supposed to like the black boys. You're supposed to have black friends, right? Which I didn't have another black girl in my grade until fifth grade. So, um, um... there, there is conditioning that that goes there, right? Um, and so it's it's something that I have to work through. Obviously, I think it's part of the black woman's experience. Um, some people are able to talk through and process it sooner in life, and um, I'm really grateful for the conversations that are going on. Um, and then it comes down to I I'm not even gonna lie to you. I am very much like um pro-feminist, I think that that's also something I had to come uh, around to also. I think that I was a little bit more male-identified growing up, Um, very much kind of like out there and, you know, trying to be assertive and, and, you know, getting the message across. But now I'm just learning the rest of my femininity, you know, like I'll see, you know, certain things happening and it's like, it's, I... It's not for me to, to worry about. What I will advocate or talk about is if like if women are being harmed, if children are being harmed um, and that type of thing, encourage people to, you know, get passive income and to be healthy um, and explore different things about spirituality. But I'm not I, I don't know when is the last time I came on here and was really going off about. You know, like, for example, the other day, this um, the police officers let this black guy drown. And it's like, well, back in the days, I would have already been all over Facebook and, you know, just this angry, bitter woman, you know, just going off. And I remember I've told you guys this before. Um, I had a lot of like Malcolm X stuff on my Facebook and a lot of stuff about Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland. Um, I actually had a couple of my Instagrams taken down because I was um, uh, advocating for that one guy. He had an Asian girlfriend. I'm not remembering his name right now. And he said he didn't like black girls. He's like black, black women bring dark days. I had two of my, my pages shut down because I was just trying to advocate and reach out to news channels and everything trying to make sure that he had justice. But now I'm like, you know what? I go to the spa, scheduling my massages, looking for, you know, manicure, pedicure, 
looking for somebody to do braid, you know, put some like feeder braids in my hair and trying to decide what I want to, you know, starting to plan my birthday party, been shopping around for where's the next place I want to live, um, making sure my niece is set up. Like I just, you know, try to live as peacefully and as pleasantly as possible. Um, I feel much so much better for it. So it comes down to, I think, three things. It's like, are you going to be a worshiper of skin? Because I think one of the things with women is, you know, unfortunately, if, if, and uh, one of my favorite content creators, she's mentioned this before, if you don't do the inner work and the shadow work, you know, and all you've been dealing with is with black men, and you take that same, you know, thinking over into the white community, oh, you're going to get slaughtered because when I tell you listening to these two guys, oh, the dust, the dust. Oh my gosh. It was, it was kind of funny to me. Like I could laugh about it, but, um, I just want you to be, you know, conscious of that, of, of they, men as a whole are dusty. I mean, if if it wasn't for women, things would not be clean. We would still be walking places. We wouldn't know what luxury is. I think that luxury is a concept that was brought on by women. That's where you get the opulence. You know, that's where you start to experience, you know, things like um, beautiful smells, beautiful foods, exotic places, exotic experiences, things that are pleasurable. But if it was up to men... We would be living like in like right next like where I live, just dust everywhere, <laughs> you know, stains on your shirts, your guts all out, like missing teeth, just drunk all the time, redneck, illiterate, you know, um, kind of crazy stuff. But um, so there's that part. Um, yeah, I think, and, and it's it's almost to the point where I want to say, like, I think it's almost to to a point where I think I'm open to love at a 528 hertz frequency, um, and I'm open to what it looks like from the person, but it's not something where I'm going to say, I'm just going to be, like, worshiping white people now. Like, to be really 100% honest with you, like, I still have a little bit too much of that in me where I'm like, um... I'm really more pro quack, poor black, pro black type of thing. It it would it would take me another couple years to kind of get to the you know maybe to a point where I'm like worship worship them because like to me I I I love being a black woman in spite of everything right in spite of whether it's white people or black men saying you know I don't fit a certain phenotype or you know um, I don't have value or um, not worth when we talk about like the glass ceiling. I was talking to this um the fitness trainer at the spa where I go and you know she she was um I don't remember where she's from. I think she's from Central America. I could be wrong. I need to ask her actually. But um but you know her whole thing is she's been there for eight years and they still haven't given her a raise. So when we started talking about glass ceilings and and in the United States, it's like we're always women are always being tested in terms of what is your value? When do you walk away? How do you you know assert yourself and and know your worth? I think that that's something that every woman goes through. We also talked about you know um, 
uh, as a collective, regardless of your background, you come here as a woman, you learn to love yourself. What does it mean to love yourself when the world is, is you know, eh, pretty much against you? Let me just talk about one other thing, too, since I'm on this, and then we'll just keep it at 30 minutes and, and I'll be out. But there was this other guy that he was so funny. He was talking about, um, I think Cynthia G had used the analogy of how there's going to be queen bee colonies or that's the most effective. Um, and that's funny because um, some of you know a couple podcasts back, I had talked about how I looked ahead like we're in, um, coming out of Age of Pisces, going into Age of Aquarius, but the next one is Age of, of Capricorn. And when I was looking at that, it kind of gave me the beehive um, feeling, which which we don't, we're, we're none of us are going to be alive for that. That's in another thousand years after the thousand, you know, years of uh, Age of Aquarius. But it's very much heading in that direction where you're going to have the queen bees. And so he was kind of, again, he's so funny. Like if you listen to his voice, I don't remember. I think he definitely used um, Cynthia G in his title and he um, said something about queen bees or something like that. Or, or so if you want to listen to that. And it's so funny when you listen to his voice. But he was um, he was saying like, oh, you know, it's going to totally suck because all the, the men are going to be gang banged and killed. And the women are going to be just worker bees. And I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? It's not too far removed from where we are now because. The only difference is right now, and and I get it respectfully. I understand there's that one or two percent of you, you know, good men, right? But as a whole, and this is across every race, right? As a whole, like men are just free to get their dicks wet and have sex with whoever they want to. And maybe some people can argue whether they're contributing to society or not um, in terms of brawn, you know, um, you know, in terms of, of physical exertion, you know, you can say that certain things have been built. Um, and it being a man's world, things are stacked in their favor. Um, but even when you look at it now, women are the worker bees, right? They're the most, among the most, or at least for black women, they're among the most educated. It doesn't necessarily translate to um, wealth and there's conditions for that. The caveats for that is, you know, and, and I hate that for us, like having to beg white people to hire you or to um, pay you your worth. Um, I had kind of mentioned the HR director where I was at. She, her dad was KKK and you could see some of the practices that she used even in a quote-unquote Christian institution. But, but um, and, and so when you're even talking about systems, and, and I know I'm kind of touching a little bit on everything here too. When you're talking about systems, it makes it a little bit more difficult, but I think that, you know, you just kind of push through it. I don't like the idea of quote-unquote being, being a victim, but I'm very aware that there's systems in place. I've talked a lot about redlining and, and even the appraisal practices that, strip you of, of your wealth and your home equity value and how that affects generational wealth building. And even when you start to look at, um, for example, the, the last COVID shot that they had, how the, set, the cells came from a black woman. But when you start to research the hospital, that hospital, I think it was like um, St. Saint, 
Saint something. Um, but those hospitals, when you do the research on them, they weren't there to quote unquote help the black community. They were actually doing research on them. And so that meant in many cases, they weren't being treated. They were being experimented on. And so, um, it's kind of like an uphill battle where, you know, back then they used to think like, oh, this is so nice. This hospital is here and it's the only one serving our community, da 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 da. And you go there, but the whole time they're running experiments on you, um, type of a thing. So it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit of an uphill battle type of thing. But with him, I think the only difference is, you know, in the bee colony setting, um, the only difference would be that now the women are uh, more, I think, in a position of power and the men are just being used for exactly which what they're worth, which is, <laughs> this sounds bad. No, no, no. That was just rude. I will admit that was just rude. But but they're just being used for their muscle and to give seed, but they're more in control and then just discarded. Whereas right now they're just kind of running around like, wreaking havoc on everything and um and and unfortunately in the black community not really carrying their weight not being productive so you know that's where you get into the 50 billion dollar deficit i this is just uh, uh, a difficult conversation but so i you know it is what it is i um Ah, there's some stuff I want to say, but I think I need to process it a little bit more. Understand that there's certain things I'm going through that, um, and I'm, I'm really grateful. Like it's to the point where I'm not even too bothered. Like I will go to sleep in a little bit and already planning my day for tomorrow, but I'm thankful for the conversations that are coming to the surface. I think that, you know, when I was talking earlier about the, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, you get to a point where all of your basic needs are taken care of and then you start to explore what is love, what is family, what is um, self-fulfillment, what is self-actualization. And there's an extended version, which is actually self-transcendence, right? So right above, a lot of us are familiar with self-actualization, but self-transcendence is like, you know, you have time to meditate and think and reflect on the bigger picture of life, you know? And so... I understand that it's it's um it's fluid and I'm in the process of uh we talked about reading the book um what is it the the law of success by Napoleon Hill and I've just been meditating on how far up I've read up until this point he talks about how you know part of of being successful is learning how to aggregate information, other people's experiences, how to collect data and how to analyze it and how to catalog it and in a way that makes sense, right? And so that's part of the, the journey. Um, I understand some people may or may not agree with every and everything I say, um, and that's okay. And some things I'm going to double down on and be really firm about. And there's some things that I understand there's room for growth. But in the last two minutes here, I just wanted to make sure that Black women understand that when I talk about divesting, it's like divesting from white supremacy is the best way I can explain it now. Like anything that doesn't serve me in terms of if you think I'm just dumb because I'm I'm melanated or you think I'm dumb because I'm, you know, a black woman and I'm not beautiful because of my 
you know, I have 4C hair, thick lips, big nose, a um, little bit of thighs, um, and very phenotype, phenotype black, sometimes a little bit on the lighter side in the winter, but um, in every sense, a black woman, right? And so just wanted to keep you aware of that. I don't think that we go from black male worship to all of a sudden just white male worship and, you know, <laughs> that's not how it works. I think, you know, it, you would have to be with someone who really should have been the standard in the first place. Someone who loves you, who cares for you, who cherishes you. Someone who shares the same life experiences as you. Um, that is whole and fulfilled and happy. And will be a great companion, you know, and that wants to experience life with you. It should be the standard. Um, and so just to reiterate my points from before is just, you open up your margins just a little bit more, but it's not, we're not jumping 10 toes down into white dust, like from, you know, black male worship to white male worship, at least not for me, never happened. <laughs> Even if I did end up with a white guy, like there's no way, no way. And you can tell from my content, cause I've talked about like, um, Karen's a lot and I, I still want to do a podcast on Karen versus my yacht energy. And stuff like that. But listen, Dusty Dance can get the smoke too. Like, don't even let me start to play clips from these rednecks, y'all. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. So I know I've been busy, but um, just bear with me. I'm, you know, <laughs> trying to keep up with everything that's going on. Um, and and I know I'm behind in terms of even, even doing the readings and stuff like that. I still owe Gemini... Uh, their erotic astrology stuff too. But all right, peace out. Bye.